Aop me duck, which is the traditional Derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what Aop me duck means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short, let's crack on. Dear listener, if you're listening to these in chronological order, I would like to apologise for my previous rather dull and bland, bland uh, podcast about sea squirts that went into employee engagement, and I also went over ten minutes. So apologies for that. But can I do part two? Because because I <laughs> saw that I was at ten minutes and forty-five seconds. I had to stop abruptly. Can we go back to picking up the sea squirt um, analogy that people settling for being average? Um, and I talked about employee engagement that has to start the um, your organization can meet you halfway they can create the jaw dropping environment and yet it's not a guarantee of engagement it's not a guarantee that people will turn up rocking and rolling and zinging with energy and, and pizzazz because engagement really truly starts in your own head and that's the art of being brill thing is that's really about wakey wakey t- you know tapping you on the shoulder we find various people in various states of sleepness and tap them on the shoulder and basically wake them up to the magnificence of life that's that's really what we're trying to do i like robin sharma robin sharma calls call, he, he comes up with the concept of lwt he calls it leading without a title so essentially everybody's a leader or my mate Paul McGee says that everybody's a director of first impressions and that's the thing is that um, I work with organisations I keep coming up against the same questions people ring me up and they're oh, you know Andy we need your help we need you to come and transform the culture of the organisation how can we motivate our people and keep them motivated question number one how can we change the culture how can we make our customers go wow how can we get people to take responsibility how can we get staff to change how can we improve teamwork how can we break down the silos that's a classic isn't it how can we create a, a trusting and no blame culture and what I've noticed with all those questions is about how can we change other people and this typifies how normal organizations approach management is is there's a person in, in charge who learns how to manipulate your thinking and the behaviors of those in their teams and we go around in circles of manipulation leadership courses are often about things you can do to get other people to cooperate or work harder all the courses you've ever been on are additive here's something to do here's a technique here's a strategy and seriously more recently in the last two or three years I'm coming at it from the other end of the spectrum the subtractive what do we need to stop doing how can we get out of the way of our people in organizations now this comes with kind of good and bad is is in terms of the art of brill there's 30 of us now okay and I think at least 15 of those um, uh, uh, I was going to call them employees my work colleagues are really frustrated that I stay out of their way I don't tell them how to do their job I don't know how to do their job I know how to do my job and they can come and observe as many keynote speeches and, 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 and workshop seminars from any of the team that they want and some of them do some of them come to a lot and get really good and others they don't come to many and they're yeah team if you're listening think about that 
and if I'm frustrating you with my hands-off leadership style, that's because I'm expecting everybody in the organisation to be director of first impressions and to do what it takes to become somebody who makes other people go wow. So let's go back to engagement and, and, and the stuff I spoke about in the previous webinar uh, podcast to this. And my research, I came across something called entropy. Now entropy is a kind of physical thing. It's essentially, it's a basic, it's a law of physics um, that was originally about machines. So in simple terms, it states that any machine, if you leave a machine alone, it'll lose energy. Its energy just seeps away. Um, and, and therefore new energy has to be applied um, and entropy is this new energy if you like so I mean that's I'm not a physicist okay but let me give an example a simple example is that um, in 1974 my dad went out and he purchased a brand new Austin Maxi right it was green with a vinyl roof if you're under 40 google Austin Maxi oh my gosh it was a hideous pig of a car um, and in fact, the Maxi, along with its sister car, which was called the Allegro, which had a square steer steering wheel, I promise that, I swear that is true, those cars were so bad that they actually signalled the end of the British manufacturing industry. Anyway, my dad bought one of them. And in those days, you had to run an engine in for the first five miles, which meant in practical terms, you were restricted to a maximum of 40 miles an hour. I remember a family holiday to Cornwall. That basically, I swear to you, from Derby to Cornwall, uh, 40 miles an hour. It involved. I was, I was in the back seat. I was, it was three day drive to get there, a quick pasty on the beach, and then three days home. <laughs> it's just kind of not a million miles away from the truth, but I digress. The point is, my dad never managed to sell his existing Vauxhall Viva. So he put a couple of ads in the Derby Evening Telegraph, but there were no takers. So the Viva, his old Viva, sat on our drive all winter unused, rusting, losing its luster. So it started out red and gradually over the next six months of sitting on our drive it kind of turned pinky orange. The tyres went flat. It even developed a dent in its bumper all of its own making. It's kind of looking back now I'm thinking it was almost like self-harming. Anyway my dad's Viva was the principle of entropy in action. It wasn't going anywhere. Its energy just seeped away. It became more and more knackered and old and in the end the scrap man gave my dad a fiver and towed it away. <sighs> okay. Entropy also applies to people and it applies to teams and it applies to entire organisations. Now corporate entropy is when organisations and teams literally run out of energy. Right. So here's a list. Right. Here's my list. Warning signs that energy might be leaking away. Or again, again, there's not many laughs in this, it's not very really light-hearted, but I think it's really important. <laughs> okay, so tick any of these, right? If this applies to your team, if there's no longer any time for celebration. Problem makers outnumber problem solvers. Politics, so you're having to fight the system. Backbiting, low-level grumbling about other teams and other departments. Getting home and grumbling about your day. Teams that are over-communicating but under-conversing which means you're emailing the person sitting next to you and copying 85 people into cover your backside. The pressures of day-to-day -day operations are putting aside your concern for vision and creativity. Too many people have that, here we go again, feeling. If people are speaking of your customers as impositions on their time rather than opportunities to serve, right? There's a great one in schools. I was in a school the other week. Well, this school will be fine if it wasn't for the kids. <laughs> I say what? Your customers? Yeah, them. What if your focus is on getting through the week, you know, surviving it rather than thriving? 
or or too many of you celebrating the end of the week with the dress down Friday or donuts or a cheeky early finish on a Friday instead of celebrating Monday. Stuff coming alive at five o'clock. You know, look, they're all signs, warning signs, people. Tick any of the above that you're guilty of. Now, all those energy leakages need to be plugged. If it comes comes from purpose, it comes from being a two percenter. If I was to tell you that the two percenters that I keep banging on about, the ones in my research who've got extra something, extra everything, if I was to tell you the, the punchline is that when you're in two percent mode, so when you're operating as best possible self, then the two percenters have about forty percent, four zero percent more energy than when they're in mediocre self mode. So gosh, forty percent more energy. I don't know about you, but I could do with a bit of that. So have a look at your energy. Have a have a think about that tick list that I mentioned. And if your energy's leaking, the solution to that is partly to plug the gaps, but partly to have a look at your own energy and your own habits and getting yourself back into best self mode. Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. Remember the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. 